Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher, and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgments and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here, so grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I am pumped for today's conversation with my friend Holly Myers. You might know her from Lift with Holly and Erin. And she's back on the podcast for the second time because our first episode, as always, for the life of me, I cannot remember what number it was. You're smart. Scroll through the feed. Holly Myers. The episode was called something like balancing strength and softness and silliness. It was so good. One of my most downloaded episodes. And I really wanted to have her come back and talk to her again, because there were things that we just didn't get to on this episode. We are talking about all sorts of things today being back. In fact, I love the way that this episode came to be because it was very much, we wanted to come back and talk again, but we've both kind of been in this place of like, uh, life is just a lot. Um, and so we talked about it and I'm like, I have a great idea. How about, um, and shout out to one of my clients who gave me this idea. I was like, how about if neither one of us are feeling it on the day of, we just cancel and do it another time. Super low pressure. And she's like, great. And I'm like, great. So that's what we did. So we showed up to record today. We actually both genuinely and super wanted to be here. And This conversation runs the gamut. We talk about everything from being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult to navigating your workouts when your life is kind of like meh, um, to how we've been feeling about social media lately and so many other things. It's just a fun, really humanizing conversation. So I know you're going to love it, but before we get into it, a little bit about Holly. Holly is an ambitious, creative, and multifaceted lady. Aside from heavy kettlebell ballistics, she enjoys writing, photography on film, and being a genuinely curious person. She's notably obsessed with pastries and used to make ice cream for a living for real. The practice of becoming stronger has empowered her to keep questioning her own limits and in turn the narrow societal limitations imposed upon us all. Building strength helps her to show up more authentically to herself each day. And each time someone she's coaching breaks through a perceived limitation, she is deeply moved. I know you're going to love this conversation with Holly yet again. So let's get into it. Hey, Holly, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Jenna. So good to see you again, as always. It's so great to have you back. I I have to share how this recording came to be because I feel like this is... <laughs> what I wish for everyone in the world. And I actually got this idea for, 
from one of my clients who was telling me that she does this with her friends, but we've both been just kind of like meh lately about life. And we've been talking about having you come on the podcast and trying to figure out the schedule. And I was just kind of like, Hey, let's plan on doing this with the disclaimer that if we wake up in the morning and neither one of us feels like doing it, we can just cancel. Um, yes, (laughs) I love that so much. And we both want to be here. Um, yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah, today, but yeah. but with the caveat of like just that flexibility of like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I wake up, you know, Wednesday morning. Yeah. And I can't like pretend to know until the yeah. time. Exactly. Yeah. So that's um that's how we're here. That's how we came to be. We have a lot of different things that we want to talk about. But before we do, do you want to give us a little intro in case anybody here is listening, doesn't know who you are or did not listen to the first episode that we recorded together? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Holly. Uh, I am half of Lift with Holly and Aaron, um, who, and Aaron is my dude, uh, husband now, I guess for like a year. That's weird to say even. Still, but um, anyway, we do online strength coaching um, and a lot of who we work with is like other fellow coaches like yourself and um, just other people who are like really nerdy into strength stuff, but also feel a little like disenchanted with like the mainstream, uh, like dominant culture type of uh, fitness stuff. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that, that is so, I got to tell you, that's so appreciated. I was actually, I was talking to somebody yesterday about like the way that I approach my training and Mm -hmm. how lately for me, it's been a lot of like checking the box and just showing up and doing it and just kind of having a moment where like, oh, like this says double kettlebell front rack squat, but like, I'm not feeling that. So we're going to do this kind of squat instead. And it's like, it's fine. And it's whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've just been kind of approaching your programming with that sort of, I guess, like flexibility. And I appreciate the ability to do that. And knowing that I can just put weird notes like that and we like judged or shamed. Oh, definitely not. I mean, and like we, because like, you know, that I think so many people come into, um, fitness stuff with all of these like rules and rigidity and like well if it's not done this way then that's wrong like I I might as well not even do it like that kind of thing but like uh that's we try intentionally for that reason to like build in a lot of options um sets like you know the range of sets reps rounds whatever like a whole bunch of stuff when people join like our programs it's just like if you need to skip an entire day an entire week a section of the workout like just do that maybe save it for later I loved like your leftovers idea that we talked about like saving a portion of the workout that you didn't get to as leftovers for like yeah yeah like and it doesn't like I just feel like for me like I have been able to stick to like rigid programs before, but it was not without, you know, strife, I guess. Like, and like, so anyway, I know for myself that just having that flexibility really is helpful in terms of like mm, all the stuff we've talked about before, like, like making it work for your life, 
you know, and not having to like fit yourself into a thing, but make the thing fit you like use it as a tool. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's very much the way that I approach the programming that I do for my clients. And we had a really interesting conversation about programming a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. because I was getting all up in my head and you Mm -hmm. think this about like having all of like the, like the mental gymnastics you do and like the, the math of like having it be like so scientifically accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's this little part of me that's like, who the fuck cares? Like, does it even matter at this point? Like, I don't know about you, but do you feel like a lot of your clients or even you yourself have the capacity to like train in that way anymore. I feel like there's just been this shift, at least for mm-hmm. like the people that I tend to run with, where it's like, we're just trying our best and checking. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, yeah. I think a lot of our, our, the people we work with, um, especially since, you know, the pandemic started, like all mm-hmm. for sure. Like there's been a shift. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, if you're not, like a competitive power lifter or weightlifter or like, you know, you're not going to the Olympics or like all, you know, like maybe there are times in your life where you're like, I have so much, like I have energy. I am like, things are going like the way, whatever, like everything's falling into place to where I feel like I'm able to really push myself consistently over time and like do those exact, like, I'm going to do this percentage for these and I'm going to push to get these reps and all that. And like, that's great, but that's not how life is all the time. And like, you have to be able to like work with these, like the waves, I guess, of just life. Yes. And that's really what I think I wanted to talk about with you today, Mm -hmm. because like, I think we've been kind of both behind the scenes. I I don't want to speak for you, Holly, um, but I have been like on the struggle fucking bus, Mm -hmm. like check in the box, trying my best. Um, but it just feels like a lot of like, ugh, you know, like I wanted to give you a disclaimer today. Like if my voice sounds a little hoarse, it's because I'm getting over what may be like the 12th cold I've had here. That's what it feels like because uh, my son's in daycare, like first year daycare. So just like bringing home the shit and it's like, will it ever end? And I think sometimes the internet's kind of, make it appear as though other people, especially like the fitness people yeah, we follow and look to for advice, have our shit together. Mm. I don't know about you, but I assure you, I do not. Oh yeah. I don't even, I think I have aspired my whole life to appear as though I, I have my shit together mm. um, until, well, until maybe the past few years where I've like let some of that go and realized how that's actually not uh helpful necessarily for myself or other people yeah um but yeah no like I don't know like I mean there are moments like this um like actually on Monday I felt like there were there was a little bit of like I do I got my shit together like that kind of energy where I was like I'm I feel very productive right now um but like I wouldn't say consistently 
that I have my shit together. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, so- cause that same day, <clears throat> that same day, like there are moments when I don't. So it's, you know, yeah. What do you want to talk a little bit about what training looks like for you when you're having one of those, like, if we're talking about waves, I guess like a yeah. dip in the mm-hmm. wave and how do you handle that and not that let that like completely like derail everything for you? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess hmm, there's so many things <clears throat> that I could say, but like yesterday I just didn't train and that was fine. Uh, I planned to, like, I usually would train that day. Um, but the reason I didn't was just because I just felt tired and it was like, I didn't have any, it's taken a long time, but like, you know, before me would have been like having all these you know, going through these spirals of like, oh, what is this making it mean something like horrible, mm-hmm. you know, like, but it's, but over time I've like been able to, and I'm not saying I do this perfectly all the time, but just that like yesterday, it was a really nice example of like, yeah, I'm tired. Like I recognize that my capacity is, you know, if I'm checking in and being like, hmm, should I train today? Like, uh, things in life are like definitely raising my stress level. Oh, and the reason I was tired is because I had woken up at two 30 in the morning, um, Mm. because of stress. Um, and that's a thing that actually regularly happens to me, uh, the week before my period. And it's something Mm. I like deal with all the time, but basically yeah, I'll wake up at like two 30, three 34 AM, just like wide awake, boom, thoughts, lots of thoughts. Want to talk one no one's up so I'm like on Instagram sometimes or like texting my friends in the UK um anyway uh so knowing that and then I had like a two-hour nap from like eight to ten or something so all in all I only had six hours of sleep which for me like less than seven is just really like it's not it's not it doesn't I mean, like I could have, I could have done like some gentle movement or, or, you know, something that's just like not going to be taxing, Hmm. um, but just more for like, you know, mental, like, or I feel like just moving a little bit and that's fine. I didn't though. And that's also fine. So I don't, I, I guess like, let's see the dips. Um, so one way that I, like I guess a sort of takeaway perhaps that could be useful for someone is that I don't hold myself to training on specific days so Mm -hmm. I have an idea each week of like oh I have more time and potentially more energy on this day I will probably train then on that day but then when that day comes um and like something has happened or whatever and I'm just like okay yeah maybe not like or or like a, a walk just feels like the thing to do Mm-hmm. Instead, like I will just do that and then I'll just save I'll just push it to the next day and I, I trust myself to do it sometime or like to continue moving um mm-hmm. because it's something that I that it's like a very centering grounding practice for me and also something I actually enjoy 
Yes. So, and I think that's yeah. the key. Like when you, when you enjoy it, you mm-hmm. want to get back to it. Yeah. And I was actually just talking about this with another guest that I was doing an interview with a couple of days ago where like we could go through like the nitty gritty of like what the best form of whatever is. Yeah. But if you're not going to do it, then like, there's no point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, there kind of is no point, but you know, when you enjoy like that process of strength training, I think it's able to bring you back a little bit, but I love the detective work that you are able to do with yourself because a lot of times we feel tired, but there are different kinds of tired. Oh yeah. And I talk to my clients about this a lot. It's like, if you dig in and you're like, I'm tired, that can't really be like the end all be all. You kind of have to be like, okay, why am I tired? Am I mm-hmm. tired because I got less than six hours of sleep because I woke up at two in the morning? Okay. <laughs> and maybe lifting is going to make me feel worse today. Yeah. And maybe I'm just going to do something a little bit more chill instead. And that's going to feel better. But sometimes you feel tired because you've been sitting on the couch, scrolling on your phone for three hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of feeling like mentally drained. Yeah. But all of the other boxes are in place. And in mm-hmm. that kind of case, yeah, getting yourself to do it would probably actually get some momentum going and make you feel better. Yeah. Um, in which case, like you can't really rely on motivation. And I talk about that a lot. It's like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to find a way to get the momentum going if you're totally. going to do that. Cause I think there are a lot of things and we could get into the whole social media conversation about yeah. how you can get yourself kind of like stuck and spiraling and mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then when you get like, if you're yeah scrolling and then like you see, you know, some like no excuses post. Yeah. Like, I don't know that that's, I think it's like can be maybe helpful in the moment for a person, but like over the long term, that feels shamey to me and very much like bypassing so many things about people and their identities. And like, you know, we don't all have the same whatever 24 hours as Beyonce. Right. Right. I was, um, I was watching it. I don't actually get a lot of those no excuses posts. In my oh, I don't either, but I'm just saying for people, like if. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's an account that I follow. I forget what what it is, what the account is, but it's this like guy that makes fun of fitness things. And he was doing like a fake podcast of like, <laughs> like fitness dudes having a podcast and talking about his morning routine and like, Oh, I think like, I've seen that. I don't know. Getting up at like 4am and like he was making fun of it and stuff, but I used right. to listen to stuff like that. Yeah. Thinking to myself, Hmm, dude, I bet you don't have a kid. And if you do, like, I guarantee like your poor fucking wife or partner who is drowning in childcare tasks and you are not able to do this. Yeah. Right. Like there is just no fucking way in hell. Yeah. It's so, it's such a privileged stance to assume that like, oh, if I can do it, everyone can do it that way. <laughs> it's just, yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. And it's like, even it's it's interesting because I think like, even when you're scrolling and you're only following people that, that you like, I think sometimes we have these perceptions of each other. Like I remember 
one time you were talking to me about discord and you had asked me like how I get a lot of engagement in my discord group, like my, like my client discord group. Yeah. First of all, I think it's cute that you think that I have like a shit ton of engagement or like more so. (laughs) Right. Um, We just assume that, you know? Yeah, we do. We, it's so, it's such a weird thing social media. I mean, it's not even just on social media. It's just like, it exacerbates, I think, like those, the perceptions we have of people and like the, the, the whole, like, well, if they are, you know, putting up this post, they must have their shit together or they must like, or like, yeah, there's just these things that like, these associations that I think get people to places where they like invent things about your life, Mm -hmm. like looking at your whatever post or whatever. And then, and that's not, you just don't know. It's like uh, that, what is that, that MTV show where they say, you think, you know, but you have have no idea. idea. I remember the quote, but I don't remember what the show was. I think it was like, but it was like, you know, they would follow a celebrity around for a day. Yeah. And then (laughs) I, I loved those shows. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't remember which I don't even remember what show that was, but I know I know. Oh. Someone knows. I hope someone listening will be like, it's that show. We'll Please have to shout look. it out. Please shout yeah. it out. I have I have no idea. But like I think that point is valuable. And what a lot of people don't see, especially when they're following fitness people who yeah. do fitness for our job. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that they don't see that like leads up into that. And I talk yeah. a lot about the strength savings account. Have you heard me uh-huh. talk? About- oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what episode it is, but if, if you all are listening and you don't know what episode it is, I don't know, just scroll through my feed. There's something about a strength savings account and, <laughs> um, and you're going to want to go ahead and listen to that. But I talk about like over time, if you've been doing something like lifting weights for years and years and years, you have years and years and years of capacity that's built up that doesn't just go away. So somebody might look at one of us doing a thing and they don't see everything that went into it behind that, whether that's like years of lifting experience or all of the other activities that you did as a kid. Mm -hmm. I joke that like, I grew up as a dancer. Um, and when I, when I was a yoga teacher, cause I don't, I guess I could still be a yoga teacher, but I don't actively teach yoga classes right now. Yeah. People were always amazed at like my flexibility and thought that it was from yoga. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this like this, this isn't from yoga. I was a dancer, um, yeah. all growing up. So I'm a cheater and you know, I did gymnastics and my coach used to sit on me in the splits. So Ooh, wow. Like, okay. Like you don't <laughs> so say that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know I, what I mean? Like, what do you feel like people aren't seeing from the back end? Oh, yeah. oh I mean, I don't know. What's interesting. Well, huh, so many thoughts. ADHD. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one too. Um, so a lot of the, I mean, it's, so I try to like, I, I'm, I'm not so, okay. Everything on Instagram is a performance. Like yeah. even if it's not so this is actually, I want to shout out, this is a quote from um, Tristan Katz, who is someone who, um, they're a trans, um, like, DEI educator, and um, also, like, I just took a marketing class that they put on, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. Uh, but 
they were saying, I was like listening to a, the, a replay of a class last night and it was like, everything on Instagram is a performance. And it's not that it's disingenuous all the time, but it's like, it is all things that people intentionally put up for other people to see. Yes. And no matter what you do, unless you literally were like on that show, whatever the show where you have cameras following you around, like every single moment. And even that they, they're not catching everything. They're not like following you into the bathroom or something. I don't know. But like, you know, like there's, I don't know, like it's, I, it's interesting on Instagram to be trying to make the distinction as a creator or like someone who puts stuff out on there, like what makes not maybe not makes sense, but like, what do I want to share? Um, and what do I need to save for like my private life? Like what does no one need to see? Like, and why am I sharing something specifically? Like I have felt at times like, you know, earlier and not to say I won't make this mistake again, but like, cause I've been doing going hard on Instagram for like five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that, like, I've made the mistake, I think of oversharing or sharing something that was too raw. Yeah. Um, where like in the moment I wasn't mm, like, I could have practiced a little more discernment <laughs> maybe about yeah. that. And then yeah. after I was like, Oh, now I realize that I sh- maybe wouldn't have didn't need to share that right then maybe leave it like let myself process a little more and like understand the reason the true like what is the value for people that I'm sharing this um because I think also people realize that like and I was just talking to a friend about this the other day that like the really vulnerable raw shit that people share like other people are so like hungry for realness, quote unquote. Yeah. That like that, if you overshare people like will gobble it up. Yeah. But like that feels also to me manipulative. Yes. Because it's like, keep, keep their eyes. Like I got to like keep them watching. Like this is good for, you know, marketing. If they're thinking about me every single day, like it's like such a weird, it's like, at what cost are we? Yeah. yeah. And I forget who said this before. Um, I'm totally thinking <laughs> if you can think of it, let me know. Um, but kind of talking about like sharing those more vulnerable moments, like mm-hmm. after you've had a chance to process them as opposed yeah. to like sharing them in the moment. So I'll give an example. Yeah. When I shared last Friday, I was um, sharing a little bit about my experience. We've been in our current house for two years now. Okay. Um, and when, at the time that we had moved into the house, it was very stressful, just like the chaos of moving. JJ was like seven months old. And I remember just being very like ragey at that time and like resentful. And it was, you know, probably like postpartum vibes and stuff like that. But I remember one very specific day, it was like everyone that was supposed to do something to help me like dropped the ball and, and forgot the thing. So it was like, it was like, you know, like somebody was supposed to come over and I forget what it was. It was like an appointment for something. And they wanted to reschedule and it didn't work for me. And then like the babysitter canceled, but then, um, 
you know, then somebody else needed something else for me. And it was just so much. I was like, why do I have to keep my schedule together and everybody else's schedule together? Uh, and I, I was, I was here in the shed right now because the she, yeah. the she shed, the shed hadn't yeah. been redone. The previous owner was an artist. It was like an mm-hmm. art studio. Oh, I, yeah. I ripped a sink straight off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I ripped a sink off the wall by myself and <laughs> carried it to the trash. Um, right. and I just, I, like, I was so angry. Yeah. Um, and in the moment, like I, I finally shared about that, like two weeks ago on my Instagram stories. Like, I don't know why I just felt like, yeah. you know, here I am in my cute little shed. Um, yeah. but in that moment, I feel like it kind of would have been, if I would have shared in that moment, it would have been the equivalent of like, you know, people, it makes me think of like Facebook people who just like go off the deep end on Facebook, Oh yeah. <laughs> like somebody's <laughs> uncle and just start posting like massive rants that's like, are you okay? Or it's yeah. almost <laughs> like people like seeking attention where you just yes. post cryptic song lyrics and then people are, everyone's like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I would have gone on and just been like, nobody can keep their shit together and yeah. everybody is bailing on me. Right. And like, yeah. Like that just, that didn't need to be shared because I was like, all sorts of all over the place. Yeah. I had not found like a good therapist at that time. And I yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit first. Yes. But I think there's a difference. You know what I mean? Being like, yeah. once two years ago, I was so pissed off. I ripped a sink off the wall <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah. you know, and like, ah, right now yeah. I'm so pissed off and like literally like crying into the camera in that moment. Yeah. And yes, all of that. And I also, and like, that's not to say that, I mean, I always do still appreciate like when someone is sharing in the moment, but, but like in a way that's not like, like that, you know what I mean? Like you're, I'm like, I, you could say like, I'm going through something hard or whatever. Like I always appreciate when people just are real about that, but not like, like all the details, all the emotions, like all the stuff that is like unprocessed um I at least for myself I find that not actually helpful like maybe in the moment but I'm like you know this would have been better as like a a, like a rant to Aaron or like a friend right like the little screen yeah well there's like there's a difference by like turning it into like attention seeking versus um I guess like two, like two different ways to think about this are number one, like using it as a lesson or like a teachable moment. Like I was feeling this way today and like this happened and this happened and this happened and this is how I dealt with it. And that like relates back to what you do or on the flip side, if you're just being a human Mm -hmm. and like, like crowdsourcing ideas in a way that's like, like, Hey, like what I really want to ask right now about like like how, how do I get my child to stop fighting naps? Yeah. Killing yeah. Me. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, I think yeah. there's a difference between, between those types of things. And it's a hard. Oh yeah. It's, it is hard. It's hard to know. And especially in the moment when you're like all charged up, like it's just hard. It's hard to navigate. And like, I don't think there's a way to do it perfectly. I think there's mm-hmm. like, you gotta find like you overstep and then you're like, Oh that's what that feels like. 
Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if we, if we bring it back to lifting, it's kind of like when you're trying to figure out a new exercise, um, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out like where your baseline is, you kind of got to fuck around and find you a little bit. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, this is like, this is too light. It probably feels easy. Like it feels too easy. I'm going to go a little bit heavier. Oh, maybe that was a little too much. Like that didn't, we're going to find something in between. Yes, totally. Like experiment. I don't think how are you supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was like <laughs> a, a wild tangent. <laughs> it's so easy too, to just get like sucked into your phone. Do you oh, ever it's so easy. You're just like scrolling other people's shit more than you're creating yeah. and then you get in your own head? Oh, um, Jenna, <laughs> my brain for the past five years. Um, but yeah, it's been so much that like I, and like I was talking, someone was asking me like when a friend uh, and like a former client was like, we were talking and uh, they were like, how do you, like, it's so like Instagram, just like, how do you do it? You know, like there's just so much with it. And it's like, I honestly, like it's maybe it comes off and like, this is we've talked about this earlier, but just like, maybe it comes off as like easy or something, but it's not like, it does not come like, there's a lot behind the scenes of like, oh, I pick up the phone. I'm going to post something. Oops. There's like 35 minutes gone. Cause I didn't, I got distracted. And then I'm like, okay, oh shit. Okay. Got distracted. Got a reset. And then like, then actually do the post, whatever. And then like, it doesn't post the words that you spent all that time putting on this slide. And then yep. you're like, ah, and it's just like, it's, I feel like it's, um, uh, um, I forget even what the question was, but I, I think just, I think just that, just wondering about like your experience with that. And we were talking a little bit before, um, about ADHD. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like that, that kind of makes me think of, so like little, little backstory in case, um, anyone wonders why I'm like flippantly like throwing this around, not, I've actually been diagnosed with ADHD since I was in college. Um, yeah. it didn't really start talking about it more until recently when it seems like a lot more people are learning about ADHD. Like mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed, Um, I was given no tools. I was handed a prescription for Ritalin and like, here you go. Good luck. Um, (sighs) yeah. And I, you know, I took it and it was like, it was kind of helpful, I guess. And then I went unmedicated for years because when I first graduated from college, I had bad health insurance and I was like Mm -hmm. too broke to pay for it. So I was like, I think this will be fine. And it was like, kind of fine. Um, but then then I got back on meds after JJ was born. Um, but then we were recently talking about ADHD a little yeah. bit more. Do you want to share your experience yeah. discoveries around that for yourself? Totally. So within the past, <clears throat> well, really within the past two, three years, like um, I've had a lot of conversations with friends who know they have ADHD or some form of neurodivergence and like listening to them. And like, actually, honestly, like some of the stuff that you've shared too, like, I've been like, hmm, just like really resonating with, huh, like that sounds so familiar or like, I feel that so deeply and I'm like, not sure 
Like, does that mean, what does that mean? And I'm not like, I don't think that you should like that. Hmm. I just want to be careful. Like, yes, if you're resonating with like ADHD memes, like that might mean something, but you like, don't just, I would say like, if someone thinks they have it, like do like do more research and like, maybe if you can like talk to a professional about it, but, um, but in any case, so like over the past few years, I've been like suspicious and I've been like, Hmm, like I really, Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Just a lot of those. And then in the past, so I've been in therapy consistently, um, for, I don't know, like a year and a half. Um, and so in some conversations with my therapist, like we're, we're talking about, I don't know, something I was like really struggling with or have been struggling with for a long time. Um, and they were like, you know, that sounds like a lot like masking. And I was like, my eyes just like, <gasps> like, and it was a very much like a, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And then, um, and then I read this book or listened rather to this book called, um, a radical guide for women with ADHD. And I think I shared it with you too. You did. You did. Yeah. And no, I was going to say not to interrupt you, but I have to tell you okay. um, total ADHD moment. Yeah. I was going to try to get the audiobook of that from my library yesterday. Yeah. And I didn't find my library card to enter the number. And so I stopped trying to get it. And you just reminded me that I need to finish trying to get that do it it's worth it's worth doing I I no, honestly I just, to share that. no I love that thank you um it's so relatable uh so I listened to this book and I was like I had never I've never bookmarked a book like ever that many times because it honestly like it ex- not explained but it like described my experience in so many different ways and mm-hmm. I was it just left me I was like there is no doubt like I am I this is how my brain works and it was I honestly feel like the the realization and this was like within the past three months like this realization is so profound that I feel like there's a definite like before I knew and then after I knew yeah and what is that difference like for you well so the biggest thing I think is that I'm able like I'm able to access so much more self-compassion like and that's something I've I mean been trying to access but not able to fully like I mean like not I fully I mean whatever like I've been trying to access it and I have but like for whatever reason the the realization that like oh this is how you are this is like the way your brain works and you're there's no you're not going to change it mm-hmm. like like there's nothing and so for me i took that as like there's nothing actually wrong with me there it's all like the world is not built for neurodivergent minds yes and so I have so many thoughts on this. And like the first thing I want to say, because I feel like I know, I know a lot of people in this situation now that more information is starting to come up around this and there are books yeah. and there are podcasts yeah. and there are Instagram accounts and there's yeah. TikToks and all of that. And I have heard a lot of people being like, oh, well, no, everybody thinks they have ADHD. Uh, well, and they probably do. <laughs> like, but here's my, I have like a half-baked idea. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and I feel like I need to record like a whole separate podcast episode about this. Um, thing number one, um, is because I feel like ADHD presents in so many different ways. Like it's not always what you think of as like the little boy, like tipping over on a chair in the Mm -hmm. classroom, you know, as a third grader, like causing trouble and stuff like that. It has a lot of different presentations. And I think a lot of us, especially like those of us raised and socialized as women, Mm -hmm. um, were, number one, like present differently, but number two, we're taught to mask things oh, in, yeah. in a very different way, especially if you're somebody who is also like a little bit anxious, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes <laughs> like anxiety can, you know, cause you to like panic and, you know, mask those qualities a little bit harder and stuff like that. Um, but my thought almost is like, what if being like neurodivergent is more typical they realize like yeah. it's just like one of many ways that brains exist, but we yeah. live in a world that wasn't set up for those types of brains. And now more of us are just becoming aware that that's an option or just like, like a more normal way to be than we realize. I think yeah. that's half baked idea. But then the other thing that I want to say too, because I know I have a lot of clients who are also in that place where they're speculating, like, do I have this? Maybe they're like seeking yeah. Um, a diagnosis and it's really hard um, to get one. To yeah. Get one. Like yeah. to even get in for an evaluation. First of all, it's expensive. It's yeah. hard to like get yourself in. I know people that are like on a wait list. Yeah. Um, to try to get like an official evaluation and a diagnosis. And that can be really difficult. Like much less if you're in a situation where you don't have health insurance or you have like yeah. not good health insurance that's not going to cover that. And I think that there's a big difference, um, between using ADHD and this is going to sound so counterproductive because we were just talking about like no excuses. Um, but between using it as an excuse and using it as an explanation or as a tool to understand yourself, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's the, um, you know, I'll, I'll use the example, like the, a glorious part of my ADHD, we were actually talking about this off the record before I hit record, um, is there's like the delay, I believe it's called delayed sleep phase syndrome where you're naturally wired to be awake more late in the evening. Oh, interesting. Like your, like your circadian rhythm is just a little bit. So I really struggle with mornings, but have a hard time winding down at night. Ah, and (laughs) you know, I could, there's a difference between using that as an excuse of being like, Oh, well, like, I'm not a morning person. So like, like fuck all of you. And I'm just going to like sleep through all my morning clients and like never show up. Like, like that would be an excuse. You know what I mean? Instead, I now have the wherewithal because I used to do that, Holly. Like I used to schedule people at like seven 30 in the morning oh, and no. then my alarm. Oh no. I feel like a total shithead. That's like, the worst feeling when you wake up and you've missed something. Yes. Oh. Um, and I yeah. would do that at least a couple of times a year. It would happen mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I feel like using my ADD, ADHD as an excuse would be like, oh, sorry, like ADHD. Oh. And then on the flip side, now it's just like, oh, like, actually, I'm not going to schedule anybody before yeah. 9 a.m. Um, yeah. And now I give, like, I will actually give my 9 a.m. clients a heads up that like, sometimes I'm a little slow in the morning. So if you schedule that like first appointments, 
please bear with me until I have finished my coffee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like I, I, there's a difference between that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is how I'm working with what I know about myself yes. versus whatever ADHD. So I'm just going to be an asshole now. Well, for me, it's, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I think like the part that you said, sort of like where I'm working with what I know about myself, like that's, that's what is standing out so much for me is like, um, yeah, I need to like, now that I know this, like I, I like, it helps me, I guess like sort of advocate for myself and like my humanness in my own schedule, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm the one who like, as a whatever entrepreneur or like business owner, like yeah. it's so, like for, okay. So for pe- folks who don't know about ADHD, it's like all the executive functioning, like planning things and like, re- like that can get so hard for someone with ADHD. And so um, like, uh, and now I'll see. And then I lost my train of thought, which is also a thing. <laughs> um what was I saying I was You're saying talking about just working with what you know about yourself with. thank you thank you yeah so like for instance um I for the past month this might sound a little scandalous but I deleted in the app off my phone Instagram yeah. no longer on my phone so anything we post has to go through Aaron's phone and mm-hmm. this was very conscious because now that I know I have ADHD I'm like why should I, it doesn't make any sense that I should expect myself if I have unlimited anytime access, anytime I open my phone and I'm used to going on Instagram, like it should not make any sense that I wouldn't get distracted by it if it's available because, because it's a literal distraction. It's it's like a a (laughs) dopamine slot machine. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, well, this is so much simpler now. I just need to not have it on my phone. And luckily I have a partner who is in business with me that has it on their phone. So it's like, if I'm like on there, I've went up, posted whatever. And then I'm just still on there. He's like, what are you doing with my phone? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Not what I mean to be doing. So thanks. (laughs) But, um, but it's just, that's one way that, um, like as a, you know, business owner who, who makes my own schedule, which is has been felt so tough when I didn't know that I had ADHD because I would be like fighting against my natural tendencies and being like, you should be able to do it like this. Everyone else seems like it's so easy for them to set a schedule and stick to it. But, but so why do you think, what do you think you're special? Like I had a lot of like Mm -hmm. really pretty like critical thoughts about like, why can't you just do it like everyone else? Um, and like stick to what you say you're going to do like at the time and all that stuff. And now that is all just like, there's so much softer. Yeah. I I will hear it. I will hear those voices and be like, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Like, that's not actually the case here. And like, I actually, like I've noticed since I've like let that go a little bit, I've noticed like I have sort of a natural rhythm in terms of energy for Uh working or, or anything, but just like like I was saying when we first got on, I'll wake up in the morning, like, well, in the summer, um, super energized and like wanting to talk to people, like wanting to work, like immediately, like mm-hmm. my brain is there. 
And so that's when honestly, like when I'll get into like, I'll write a whole newsletter or I'll like make a post or like my brain is just so active. Then in the afternoon, like I really benefit from like a longer break if possible. So like Mm -hmm. a lunch plus a like watch an episode of something plus like maybe a little stroll or like whatever. And I know that this is very like, this is a privilege that I'm able to do that. Um, But, and like working from home and all that, but then in the, then in the later afternoon, I have like a sort of second wind and I like can do some more stuff if I feel like it. But like before when I would like have the idea that there was like, you know, a nine to five, I were, you know, I need to be like this. It just never worked, but every single day I would wake up and try to do it again. And it was like hitting a wall yeah. every day in so many small ways that added up to be like, so just exhausting. Yes. I have so many thoughts. Can I share? <laughs> I bet. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking about this in terms, and this is how it applies to like everybody who's listening here, who doesn't resonate with the ADHD piece. I think we all have these little things about ourselves, our personality in whatever ways that it shows up in whatever way that your brain works and whatever way that you prefer things that you're like, this should be easy. Yeah. Because it was easy for other people. Like it should yeah. be easy for me to work nine to five. It should be easy mm-hmm. for me to set boundaries around my phone. It mm. should be easy, but like for whatever reason, it's not. Yeah. So work with it because I, I give the example and I use this analogy in a lot of um, pre-cut butternut squash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. I get where you're going there. Yeah. It's so much easier. I found that like with produce, especially, but like hard to chop produce, Yeah, I will buy it because it's cheaper. And in theory, like I should be able to cut the fucking butternut squash and put it into my risotto or whatever, but I can't, and I don't, and it will sit on my counter raw and I should be able to do it. Mm, it, But like, for whatever reason, I just learned that if I'm going to make something that involves butternut squash, I need to get the pre-cut shit. Oh Um, yeah. And that's, that's just what works and lean into it. But I think everybody has their own version of pre-cut butternut squash, especially like when it comes to like, like training and lifting and stuff like that. Some people, you know, really have a hard time, like getting themselves out the door and going to Mm. the gym. They need to be doing it from home where other people get distracted at home and Mm -hmm. they need to leave the space and go to the gym. And I think, or even like in terms of like what kind of gym space you're working out at. I've been talking yeah. about this a lot recently where I actually work out most often when I'm going to a gym at, that is a gym that I do not work at, even yeah. though I, I train clients at one gym, I can work out there for free. I teach dance at a studio. That's a part of a community fitness center that has a gym that I can work out at for free. And sometimes I still like quote unquote waste money and go to this Mm. other gym because there's something about being in a space that's not my workspace that helps me to focus and enjoy and want to go. Yeah. And I think for all of us, just knowing those little things about yourself and letting go of the shoulds and being like, you know what, maybe it is worth a few extra dollars for me to pay for a drop-in at this random gym or to pay a little bit more for pre-cut butternut squash. Like, and obviously that's a privilege too, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like 
when a lot of us look at that kind of stuff, and I think of one thing that one of my clients said to me that resonates, I think about this all the time, is that like, I've spent more money on dumber shit before. (laughs) That's true. Like if it's really going to make a difference, it's if it's the difference between you like needing to order takeout every night because you're never going to chop a vegetable. Yeah. Like, or you, and not that eating takeout is bad. Like it's whatever. But it's the thing that we shame ourselves about. Yeah. But it would be something you would shame. Like I totally, yeah. Like if I, oh, I I just don't have my shit together. I should be able to chop this vegetable, blah, blah, blah. But then like, you're like, wait a second. Like, why don't I just like give myself this gift of like making it somewhat easier to like, just get the, get the thing going. And like, why, like, it's like a total, for me, I'm like treating all these, like these shifts that I'm making or like allowing, um, as like little gifts to my like inner child, honestly, because like I forever have had like this, I should be able to fit into this thing, mm-hmm. but I, I just like, and I try every day and it just like, doesn't work, but I, it's because it's like that perfectionistic loop of like, I just didn't try hard enough. I just didn't do it hard enough. So I'm just going to keep trying harder yes. and harder. And like, it's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and that's like, because I think there are two types of people in the world. There are the people that will like have that, like this should work for me and it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to like throw in the towel and do nothing and throw a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. The people, um, and these people are actually like my favorite types of clients to work with. The ones who keep trying to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah. and it doesn't fit, but like, damn it, if they're just going to try. And I'm like, like, yeah, you're allowed to get a round peg. Like maybe you're around. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? If, yeah. Like what if you were around peg? Like, is that like, what about that? Yeah. yeah. What if there's nothing wrong with that? I mean, I think, I mean, that for me is like more the deeper, like, what if there's nothing like you aren't the problem? It's like the systems that you're trying to fit yourself into. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think the more yeah. of us normalize that in all kinds of ways and leave space for our clients to yeah. normalize that. I don't know. I'm just hopeful that 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 shit can spread because yeah. it's needed. And okay. I'm curious if this is your experience, Holly, mm-hmm. when it comes to like lifting and stuff like that. Um, one of my good friends sent me a post the other day that described ADHD as erectile dysfunction of the brain. Oh. Yeah. Kind of gross, but <laughs> go with me on this. Go with me on this. Okay. So it's like ADHD is very like interest driven. Right. right. Um, so it's like, if you're interested in a thing, it like turns you on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, get it up and do it. And like, <laughs> it. you know what I mean? But yeah. if, if the thing doesn't interest you, Oh, like you just can't. And it's not like a problem of willpower. It's just like your brain won't go there. Oh, I mean, I definitely experienced that. And I've, and I feel you, I, because of, um, I don't know if I, I want to, my brain is too visual to like use that metaphor too often, I think, but like, I feel what you're saying. Um, and it like come with things that are like admin stuff or like spreadsheets or like, um, taxes, which I know you've struggled with. You've shared that you've, I just like, it's like my, I like try to read and I just, I honestly get through like half a sentence and then my mind's like, Oh, something else over here because it's just, I just, 
it's so interesting. And now I understand why that I can't focus on things that are boring to me. Okay. So in the taxes thing though, because that like Ugh. that analogy wasn't actually like the point of it, but the point of it is I was talking to one of my clients the other day who is a financial advisor and oh, she's, okay. she's like very good at that. Like Jill, like Great. she, I could never do that. So cool. <laughs> she talks about like wanting to like motivate herself to work out more on her own and not mm. understanding why, like what her problem is that she needs to like have a session with me to actually, she's like, I feel so good when I do this with you, but like, why do I need to like come to you to do this? But I'm like, it's the same reason that like, sure, I could get on TurboTax and like do my own taxes oh. and it's cheaper, but like, I will always have an accountant. Like yeah. it's the same thing. And you know, when I think about having like a very interest driven brain, what a lot of y'all don't see is like, I'm over here posting these videos of me, like working out in my shed. Mm -hmm. I'm lifting because I'm interested in that. But what I'm avoiding is a whole <laughs> lot of other responsible adult shit. Yeah. You're probably like, feel like you don't have time to work out because you're over there doing all of that, like responsible adult shit that yeah. we're all supposed to be doing. Oh Yeah. But but yet, you know, I get put on a pedestal because oh yeah, I'm just doing the thing that Working happens out. to feel happy. Yeah. I feel that that's, yeah, that's so true. That's coming back to the assumptions that we're making about people, like something about like fitness, like, I mean, so many things, this is loaded too, but just that like a, a fit person, quote unquote, like like the associations with that are all like, you do have your, you must have your shit together. You're disciplined, quote unquote. Yeah. You're, you're um, morally superior than someone who does not appear in a body that you think is fit. Um, like just all these different, like, and it's weird because that is something that's, I feel like projected onto people um, like, uh, where I'm going with this is like when someone, if someone like who has no idea, like what my job is or something, like I'm meeting them for the first time, like there's these, these like assumptions they make immediately about like, um, I tell them I'm, you know, I'm a strength coach or I'm a, I work in fitness or whatever. And they're like immediately talking to me about their diet that they can't yes. stick. And I'm like, dude, I, that's not even, I don't even I, I, you probably eat quote unquote cleaner than me. Like you don't need to just, there's no disclaimer. You don't need to tell me about this. This is not even what I do. Yeah. Like it's so in people's like mainstream fitness, like understandings. Um, I, and that's why I don't like being like, it's sort of sometimes like honestly embarrassing to like, be like, I'm a personal trainer. And like, uh, because of, uh, of those associations that I'm like trying to show that there are, is another way to be like that. Not only me, I mean, you and yeah, it's, but it's so hard to explain to people to like have an elevator pitch to explain like, no, I'm not that kind of trainer. Like, no, I'm not judging you. I don't actually care. I had somebody come in. Yeah. I teach adult tap. Um, yeah. It's tap dancing. So I had a new student come to my adult tap class last night. Um, and somehow it came up that I was also a personal trainer because uh, prior to the class that she was in, I was teaching a dance conditioning class. Oh, um, okay. 
And she said something to the effect of like, like, oh, I'm like, I'm so out of shape. I'm so chubby now. Uh, and like, please don't. Please don't even think that like, I'm judging you for that. Like, yeah. like, like, that's not why we're here. No, that's, that's not why we're here. But like, I, I don't know how else to put it. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not that kind of trainer. No, but also just like, I like. I guess for me where I'm like, please don't, it's like, it's that, but then it's also like from personal experience of having like disordered eating and, um, disordered, like body image and relationship with exercise and all that stuff. Like, uh, like that, that is right under the surface for that person. And like that you say one thing, like I'm a personal trainer and they immediately go into this like thing of like, like I, yeah. I need to ask you a question. I need to like, I'm so, I feel so much urgency about like, I need to change myself. And like, it's like, whoa, like it's a lot. And, yeah. and I mean, it yeah. is, it makes me think, especially when you're having a conversation with somebody who's like older than you. Oh yeah. It's like, oftentimes it's I find that generations older than you. And it's like, it almost makes me sad a little bit. Like, like you've like been you lived your whole life your whole life feeling this way and you're still doing it and it doesn't have to be that way. But like, I don't have time and this is not the space for me to like break down for you all the way so that it doesn't have to be this way in this moment. So five, six, seven, eight, like, (laughs) Oh, it's so true. But I think like, that's something, I mean, I would definitely like the generational piece is so interesting. And I know like I've seen you, um, well, cause we're, I don't know. I think I'm a little younger than you, but we're both millennials. Yeah. Um, I'm but a, like, I'm, I believe they call me a geriatric millennial. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, in any case, we're both millennials and like, you know, talking about like the 90s, like growing up in the 90s with like, you know, our parents being, well, anyway, in my case, our my parents being terrified of fat. Yes. It was everything like, low that was like the most important thing to like consider my mom still makes me when I ask her like what food I want her what I want she wants me to buy when she comes to visit me she still asks for fat-free half and half for her coffee what even is that I don't even know (laughs) I don't even know oh it's like non-fat milk basically I guess I don't know what makes now now I feel like stabilizers like it must have be thicker because there's like something in it to make it thicker but it's got no fat so how 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 it's like that doesn't that's that's gonna I'm gonna think about that and need to look that up probably later that's a another ADHD nod but um I feel like I'm gonna go to the grocery store and I want to like buy one and try a big label it's like but I don't I think I'll just wait till like the next time my mom comes for yeah just try it for out of curiosity but um no I know like so you know it's like what information was available to our, you know, generations past and what we grew up with because of what their mindset was. And then we like both you and I have gone through like a process of sort of unlearning a lot of that stuff. And then seeing it now where like, you know, yeah, like my parents are quite old, like, yeah, they're, they're getting older and like still in that space. And that's hard. I hope that, that more and more people continue to, 
to dig themselves out of that space. Yeah. We can continue to like extend a hand down the hole. Yes. And, like you like, oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's fun up here and you can still do like healthy and fitnessy type things and, you know, like live the kind of life that you want to live without yeah. making it be about that. Totally. And like, and I guess it's hard. It's hard to obviously like the older you are, the, the long, and you've been doing this, like the more times you've repeated to yourself, like that this is, and the more exposure you've had to like those ideas. So it's harder to break a pattern perhaps, but I think like getting more to the root of like, Oh, like fat phobia is a thing. Like, yeah, you know, like, Oh, why are we all so obsessed? Oh, like capitalism. Oh, like white supremacy. Oh, like you would need a, there's needs, there's a lot that it's like, I, it would take so long to explain, but that's like, I guess our work. Yeah. And it's, you know, I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, I had, um, one of my collab episodes, uh, with Christina. Oh yeah. Oh we, yeah. I listened to that one. Did you? I, I like listening to you too. Cause I feel like, I don't know, maybe I should, I would love to come on with the two of you. Cause I feel okay. like a good talk. We'll have to, we'll have to put that on the, on the list. I'll, uh, I'll text her <laughs> after this. We have like a, like an ongoing, like text yeah. conversation. But one of the things we were talking about on that episode was like trying to find that crack for somebody oh, yeah. mm-hmm. where maybe there's that little part that they're already into. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? If we're talking about like different flavors of the same shit sandwich, like maybe yeah. they're already into some other realm of social justice. And then you can kind of creep in like, Hey, like, yeah. like I see your black lives matter sticker. Do you know yeah. that, uh, the fat phobia is like, rooted in that? do you know that? Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, and I actually like thinking back to that um, episode, I, I really appreciated the part where you were, you've talked about your shift in terms of like how before you would like, just like sort of talk at a person a little bit more about like this and this and this and this and all this information um, they should be considering, but then like, that's not how people learn really mm-hmm. like like you need to meet them where they're where they are um yeah and that's like such a valuable piece I think of like of change in general like we I mean and we know this in terms of like training people meeting them where they're where they are like all of that we can use that in our like yeah I guess like our sort of like liberation and social change work like it's and I feel like there are definitely times when I didn't know that yet like or that skill was definitely like too new (laughs) to like to remember like oh this is a person and people change by like like in small incremental ways they don't just do 180s usually you like yeah. need to get them like a little, you need to give them grace. It, well, nah. yes. And it's complicated, but it's like, like, you need to, like meet them in a place where they can receive. Well, you know what it's like, not. Appropriate, it's like a t- appropriately dosed programming. Yeah. 
again, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't take somebody who had never done a, like a squat before and throw them under a barbell with a bunch oh. of plates. Like no. we slowly work up to that. And exactly. you know, maybe the dismantling of the other things kind of needs to, to happen for people in the same way, if they're ready to receive it. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm all about the analogies today. Oh, me too. I mean, I, I always think that in the analogies, but yeah, I think like it's, and I feel like sometimes I can get a little impatient, like when someone isn't ready to hear a thing or isn't ready to like come to a realization. And, you know, it's not even like, of course, here I am, like, I should know like what they should do. Like that's, I shouldn't actually, yeah. but like, you know, sometimes with, you know, family members or like just people who were close with were like, ah, I wish you like, just, you could be there. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I have to accept that because it's really the only people only change if they are ready and want to. Yes. Themselves. Like you are not going. Yeah. So that's very, yeah, that's, you need to be patient. (laughs) You gotta be patient. So (sighs) patient. What else, Holly? What did we miss? I feel like this this was the perfect conversation um, that went in all sorts of different directions because that's what it needed to be true for us to talk. But what did we miss? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like um I think. Mm, I feel like I could just like go on and on and on about like my realizations uh about ADHD. But I maybe that's like for another time. Um yeah. with, with the three of us if we do. Yeah, that that would yeah. be that would be amazing because it's um yeah, it's just it's really um it's really eye-opening and you know, yeah. I just can't help but think like in all the ways that we all just kind of like function in the ways that we function and like, whether it's like your brain and the way you show up in the world or whether it's like the way that you need to train, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we're just trying to either follow advice that wasn't meant for us or fit ourselves into Mm -hmm. a mold. Yeah. Like, you know, and whether it's like how often and when and for how long you work out or what your body looks like or like what size you are or what time you need to wake up in the morning in yeah. order to get done like yeah I don't oh. know maybe there's just no right way and there's we we just need to stop like putting putting each other on on pedestals because it's lies yeah right like like it's what what's the right way for me like in this moment it's not like because yeah sometimes it's it's just varies I think and then that's more the question I'm asking now versus like um sort of holding so tightly to like no it needs to be a certain way because I've learned this over my years of socialization and like just life uh that yeah it's just I think looking into what that really like who really benefits from me fitting into the box that I trying to fit myself into 
Um, and is it really me who's benefiting from that? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And in a lot of cases, and I don't know if anybody just heard the car alarm go off. Did you just hear that? I didn't No. Yeah, I, I don't know if Zoom will like block, block that out, but there was just like a very loud car alarm oh. that went off in the background. And thinking about like, I'm not going to, if I can hear that in the replay, I'm not going to bleep that out because like who benefits from us being like more polished and more perfect? Yeah. Like, nobody. No one really. No. No. Good for, yes, leave it all in. I mean, I think Zoom blocked it out for me, but okay. yeah. But yeah, I, I think like, I guess like this, I feel like relates to everything we're saying is, is like, we expect, we like love seeing other people's vulnerability and other people's like, when other people are like being authentic we love that, but then we do not like, then with ourselves, we're like, oh, but, but I can't like, that's not like, I can't possibly like show this thing right. about myself. Right. Um, I'm supposed to look as perfect as possible while I crave seeing other people's realness. And like, we got to like, look at that and be like, well, Maybe if I'm become more myself and like be uh like like express it and actually like show who I am. And again, this is like coming back to like masking, like yeah. not masking, you know, like and like then maybe it will give permission. Like someone else will feel permission or feel like, oh, like maybe I'm not alone in the way I feel. Maybe I'm like, maybe it's okay for me to like be different. This in whatever is, way. Holly, this is the per perfect full circle moment coming back to like the whole premise of this episode. Yes. Which is like, like, hey, let's record this. But if I don't feel like it or you don't feel like it, we're yeah. not going to do it. Like, I have to wonder how many of us are just running around in the world doing shit that we don't feel like doing because yeah. we think everybody wants us to do it and that's uh, what we should be doing but in reality like no none of us want to be fucking doing this shit no but then when we're real about it then you get to have conversations like this because it's like okay like we clearly both want to be here and it is like an authentic hell yes versus yeah. like the right. facade Oh yeah. We all run around pretending we have our shit together and want to be doing it like this, but really we don't. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Period. Let's, I mean, it's so, yes, yes, this is so lovely. I'm really glad that we ended up doing this. Me uh, too. Um, Holly, if the people don't already follow you, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, we're, uh, at lift with Holly and Aaron. And then, um, uh, we're, we're actually shifting <laughs> due to all the thoughts about Instagram. Um, we're shifting focus a little bit more to like some other kinds of content. So, um, definitely like join our mailing list if you're not on it and you want to be in touch. Cause that's like, we'll keep you updated. Um, so you can find that on our website, which is just lift with and com. And then, um, yeah, I think like in the next few months, there's going to be a ramp up of like other kinds of content potentially on different platforms. Um, so just like, you know, if you join the mailing list, you'll like get all the updates. So yes, it's great. And your mailing list is always like 
full of like interesting things and like reflections and resources and like things you love and it's never spammy. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) I try not to be spammy, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, mailing lists can be so not to go on another tangent, uh, but just that like, mm, it feels like a way to communicate to me, at least that feels like, um, full of like possibility in terms of like in a way that Instagram is not because it's not very, it's not like showy necessarily. It's just more like it, you can, it can be more nuanced. It can be more, I don't know, just intimate, I guess. Yes. And that's, that's how I strive to make my mailing list at all, as opposed to like the, the, I don't know, none of our mailing lists are like the, the things that you get. I'm thinking about, I got a pair of Keds. Uh huh. (laughs) I used to have some Keds. And yeah. now heads are back. Um, and now I, I cannot stop like five times a day. I get spam email from kids. Like it's always 30% off. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not trying to do that over I here. That. I get so like, I'm like, oh my God, I want to buy it. But then I'm yeah. like, no, it's always yeah. 30% off. It's lies. I will remember not to get on the kids mailing list. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Okay. Buy your <laughs> the store. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll link to all of your stuff in the show notes, Holly. Thanks again for coming on. Oh, so good to see you. Me too. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Holly as much as I did. Like I mentioned, I will link to all of Holly's info in the show notes so you can follow along and connect with her. She's just so, so great. All right. So that's all I've got for today, friends. Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, make sure you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so that we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.